Season Day Sports Podcast. Once again, it's the Off Season Day Sports Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at off underscore pod. Once again, it's at off underscore pod. Follow my friends, Game Day Sports Blog, Game Day Sports Talk, or Game Day Sports Podcast, something like that. It's like Game Day Sports Podcast on Apple Podcast. Mine's on Apple Podcast, but it's Off Season Day Sports Podcast. Theirs is it's like Game Day Sports Podcast or something. It used to be Game Day Sports Talk, but Alan got it removed for some reason um you can go to their website at uh game day sports blog.com something like that so for today on the docket we got news mma info that kind of stuff i talk challenge the the fourth best the fourth major sport in the united states i talk the challenge and i give some predictions i also go through the female castmates because last time i went through some of the males this time i'm going to go through the females and then we do yelp reviews So let's get to it. Lonzo Ball, once again, this guy in LA, suffers a calf injury and has to exit the summer league. Don't know why this is news. I guess he's also saying, or his dad's also saying that he's open to a shoe deal. I don't understand why his dad, he's probably like his manager or something. His dad's super annoying. Yeah, I don't know. There's something like a big baller brand or something, and they're saying that it's going to like clash. I don't know. Don't really care. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, taking a cue out of the 90s Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott uh, allegedly beat up a 30-year-old man at a Dallas bar. People were worried that he's going to have a suspension after this. Yep, classic Cowboys right there, going back to the 90s. They're, they're getting better, so maybe that's why this behavior is coming out of him again. There are many more NFL rumors, stuff like that, like the Lions reached out to Calvin Johnson, begging him to come back so he can get triple covered and uh, still catch the ball. Dude is seriously crazy, like physical phenom, but I'm not going to cover it right now. Uh, I think I'm going to have to wait till next month, like August or something. It's kind of boring right now, whatever. I It's kind of weird. It's right after the All-Star game, so baseball is it's entertaining. I mean, Milwaukee Brewers are still in first place. They're actually tied with the uh, Colorado Rockies, so for that wild card spot, it could get interesting if the Brewers somehow... I, I know Game Day Sports blog, talk, whatever, they're saying the Brewers aren't going to win the division, the NL Central. I don't know. I, I, have, I pretty much have confidence that they will. But if they don't, if they can get ahead of the Rockies, then they have a good chance of being in the wild card. So that's interesting. Uh, allegedly, and then we're going to go to some MMA boxing news. Uh, MMA slash boxing news, the Conor McGregor stuff. Allegedly, Conor McGregor was KO'd by Bradley Wheeler in a boxing spar. I don't really care about this, and it's getting a lot of attention. Don't really care. This stuff happens when you spar, man. I mean, you just you go out there, you're supposed to simulate a fight. So, yeah, I, I mean, and one of the biggest proponents of this or whatever is Floyd's gym. Floyd's gym, they always spar, they spar there like real fights all the time. And, and they actually got some heat for that before, but whatever. So I still think, even with this news, that Floyd needs to look out for Connor's crazy power. I, I Every time I see more and more stuff about this fight, the more and more I think Connor's going to pull this off. I don't know why, I just feel that he's going to pull this off. And uh, Connor did bring in Pauly Malagenani, who's a boxing coach, a boxing commentator. He's been getting some right moves. I mean, he's going to be uh, Connor's boxing coach. Yesterday in MMA, it, there was an MMA in um, in Europe at Glasgow, and Ponsabilit, Pon- <laughs> this name, oh man, this name, I'm going to have to say it like three times. Ponsabilio knocked out Connor Nelson 
It was horrible. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Um, it, he did it in no like really spectacular kind of thing. It was like kind of ba- basic boxing, and it really shows what that basic boxing can do. It was pretty awesome. Just power, man. This weekend, we're having a fight. Kevin Gastelum against Chris Weidman. Former champ Chris Weidman. And he's going against the no weight class can hold me down Kevin Gastelum. <laughs> many, many, many people are picking Kevin. I'm not picking Kevin. Kevin can't prepare for a fight. He shows it all the time that he doesn't know how to prepare for a fight. He did do well against Tim Kennedy, but Kennedy is losing his marbles. I mean, if you just follow him on any social media, he's losing his marbles right now. And also, I don't know why he has that dumb mustache. It looks bad on you, dude. But keep it. I don't care. Do do whatever you want, man. Just don't, don't, I wouldn't want him to be around me because he's crazy. Uh, allegedly crazy. He's allegedly crazy. <laughs> anyway, I got Chris Weidman in this. I, so bef- when Chris Weidman was fighting Romero, Chris Weidman was winning that fight. And then Romero had this crazy knee, flying knee. Chris is also a former champ. He pr- really prepares for fights really well. I, I'm going against the grain. I got Chris Weidman winning this. And the main thing is the preparation. I don't think Kevin Gaslam really knows how to prepare for a fight very well. And I know Chris does. I got a decision. I think it's going to be a boring fight. Since I went over that fight and I think it's going to be boring, the fight I'm looking most... The, the fight I'm really looking forward to is Guillen Valente... John Valente. It looks like Guillen, but it's John Valente against Pat Cummings. Man, both these guys have been... Well, Pat Cummings has had a history of like wrestling and making boring fights, but both these guys in recent history have been striking a lot. And John Valente really knows how to strike. He bashed in Corey Anderson's teeth, like his lower jaw, so he's got power. So I'm hoping that he bashes in Pat Cummings' lower jaw. That'd be pretty cool. This gets us to the Challenge 30. It starts tomorrow night, and I went over the male contestants, so hopefully you guys can listen to this before it starts, or even after it starts, whatever. It's still still going to be valid, because the first episode isn't really going to have too much happen in it. Well, it might not. It might. It might. It's for a million bucks this time, anyway. So last time, went over male contestants, a little recap. I'm hoping Leroy wins it all. Wins it all. He's my favorite. But I don't think he's going to. Who do I think is going to be running at it at the end? You might ask. And I have Corey and Johnny Bananas. Corey has an alliance with Nelson already. They have physical strength. I see Hunter going pretty far. I think the final two males are going to be Corey and Johnny, though. But hopefully Leroy gets in there as well. I could also see CT being like third place kind of thing. Now for the females. 15 males, 15 females, equaling 30 contestants, blah, blah, blah. The challenge, 30. Kind of whatever. So let's just go over some of these females. So we have Anissa, who has very little athletic ability. Then Ashley M. The resilience of the females. She's like Daryl. But she gets in eliminations and she still wins. Then you have Camilla. She's the vet. The crazy Brazilian. Better batting average than all the females. She's a favorite, I would say, among the females. They bring back Jimmy. Jimmy. They bring her back. She's way out of shape. Way out of shape. She has that southern way of throwing her weight around, though. So she's like the guy that wins in the first round out of one minute with just pure strength, but lacking the endurance. And then you have Jenna. She started out as like a tall model who dated one of the roided up guys. Well, allegedly for sure roided up guys. Now she seems to be training for these things. She's getting a little girth on her too. Not not fat, but you know, like muscle or, or CrossFit kind of stuff. Um, she acts very stupid, but she somehow has intelligence when she gets into these challenges and stuff. So I can see her going kind of far. But the one I think is Callie. Uh, she was in the last challenge. She's a favorite. She has a CrossFit strength. She has the true CrossFit tr- strength. She might be like training Jenna or something, but she's got endurance too. Uh, there's a few more in there, but the the female I always cheer for is Cara Maria. I hope she makes it till the end with Leroy. Let's go. Uh, so 
seeing this cast really makes me kind of think that maybe there's going to be more non-endurance challenges and more intellectual challenges kind of thing. Maybe more puzzles, that kind of stuff. I counted, and there are seven way out of shape female cast members. The male cast members are all pretty much in shape. There's like two, two or three that are not in shape, but there's seven that could not run a marathon right now. And, And sorry, but it's true. I'm not going to list all their names, but there's seven of them. That's half the female cast. So another hypothesis is that they're setting up for some huge fails. Like they want to see like some huge fails, like out of shape people fall or something like that. My predictions this year, let's go over it again. Males, I have Corey and Johnny Bananas in the finals with either CT, Leroy, or maybe even Hunter. Uh, Females, I got Callie, Carmaria. Callie in first place, 100%. I think she's going to win it all. Then I think I think uh, Camilla will, will at least get in second place or maybe third place if she doesn't get herself kicked off because she can go crazy if she drinks too much. And then I got Car Maria hopefully pulling in at least third. So that's it. Yeah, so that's the challenge. Um, I might keep commenting on this. It's it's the fourth best uh, professional sport in the United States, 100%. Absolutely. Until we start getting on the bandwagon for like rugby or something out here, um, the challenge is going to continue to be the fourth bet best um, sport in the United States. All right, now we're going to go to Yelp reviews. It's coming from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Ford Field opened up in August 2002, hosted the Super Bowl in February 2006. That's the one where the Steelers shot the Seahawks down with a blunderbuss and threw their carcass back to Seattle where their non-existent fans were. That's right, Seahawks, Seattle, very little known fact. In 2006, there were no football fans in Seattle. There were absolutely no football fans in Seattle. Just ask anyone that relocated to your state from Seattle at that time who was on that roster that went to the Super Bowl. They won't be able to name anyone. No Matt Hasselbeck, no Sean Alexander. They won't be able to name those people. They heck, they probably don't even know what the uniforms look like. So that's a little known fact right there. Uh, you can you can try it out, but studies empirical evidence says there were no football fans in seattle in 2006 and they went to the super bowl there you go so the first review this is for ford field not seattle we might go there sometime i mean after throwing shade like that anyway so uh this is ford field um first one's shade d utica michigan the bar 35 to 40 minutes bartender rachel was nothing but a nasty person and so was the girl working with her she had no name tag on big surprise nasty people ford field you need to weed out the bad seeds dude okay you're in detroit they're not really known for their quality of human out there well their quality of customer service neighborly human out there i guess some really athletic people do come from detroit but in the most part you're not gonna find a neighborly person in detroit no offense detroit it's just statistics then we go to out of towner tony t from new york stop by after the tigers game against the yanks i'm guessing he's a yankees fan or a yanks fan because he's from new york for those of you who don't know two stadiums are about 20 yards in distance from each other i think that's like comerica park and uh ford field or whatever the tigers park is so anyway as a sports fan it's always cool to check out stadiums that you would otherwise only see on tv as soon as we opened the door to look at the lions team store we were greeted by someone loudly mumbling <laughs> that something was upstairs loudly mumbling that that kind of sounds i mean that's like counteracting right mumbling is kind of no whatever he had a security uniform on so i asked the store's upstairs at this point it's obvious he was on a power trip he points really puts you in the mood 
to go to the store and buy souvenirs. So I would start getting perturbed here too. Uh, anyway, so we look around at the store only to justify the point we've made. We look around the store only to justify the effort we'd made to this point. There's no way I was going to give them a dime after the vibe we've gotten to this point. So as we leave, my seven-year-old daughter walks a little towards the field and this animal erupts again with his tough guy low voice from 30 yards away trying to intimidate a seven-year-old nice okay all right at this point i would have gotten into his face and i would have politely <laughs> really really politely asked him to settle down but then again i don't really get into situations like this because as jay crawford says i'm a horse-like man so yeah maybe just become like a horse-like man there dude something like that all right so then we have eric t from grand rapids michigan get there early monday night football game was an awful outcome for the lions <laughs> yeah surprise <laughs> love it love hearing the lions lose made it worse by 45 minutes line to enter the ford and lions organization need to hire someone from disney <laughs> like jay crawford there uh, <laughs> i think that he has a i think he needs a job so that'd be cool the staff and overall fan experience was unacceptable i never attend another game at Ford Field. TV only. Game outcome had nothing to do with this assessment. All right, now we're going to Cole P from Colorado. He, I believe he is the Colts fan. So he says, this place sucks. Being a season ticket holder for a Colts game is very disappointing. Reading this review, it sounds like he gets away tickets in his in his uh, package of, uh, of uh, season tickets. Getting there from Warren. Picked up my mother-in-law. I don't know what her mother-in-law is. Never heard about it before, but I guess it's something. Was horrible. Only one lane to exit the stadium. It was 45 to park in the parking garage attached to the stadium. The lines for concessions run the middle of the hallway and it bottlenecks. There, no, there were lines to the men's restroom. I've never seen lines for the men's restroom like that. The overall look and feel was dated and not planned out well. I've been to the Titans Stadium and Dolphin Stadium and this was the worst. Well, it's Detroit. All right, again, it's Detroit. So yeah, I couldn't be a season ticket holder if I lived in Detroit or the suburbs. It was way too much of a pain in the ass to do anything there. The only good thing was the Colts won 35 to 33. So that was great. Go blue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do admit, I do agree that that's a good thing. Thank you Colts for winning. That's awesome. And our final <laughs> review is coming from Kyle Martin D from Michigan. Back when the Lions played at the Pontiac Silverdome, no matter where you sat, find yourself surrounded by a horde of overweight fools yelling indecisible nonsense at the top of their lungs. Their Lions jersey spotted with the blood of some poor bastard who dared to ask them, who dared to ask that they subject and not subject their nine-year-old son to their vulgar chant. Well, conversely, or it's their own blood. Because every fan, Lions fan I've ever encountered has been overweight, has some kind of diabetes, normally it's not the Jay Cutler type, and they don't have any strength to even like hold their hands up. So I'm assuming it's their own blood and they just haven't washed their jersey. At Ford Field it's the same thing but much nicer venue. Long story short, NFL fans are a disgusting bunch. Okay, I want you to put an asterisk on this. Go to Lambeau Field. It's awesome. Great fan experience. And I would say that the Lions fans are a disgusting bunch because that's a more true statement. Lions fans are a disgusting bunch than NFL fans are a disgusting bunch. I actually take little offense to that. I want you to change that. And then he has a photo that's captioned. Bud Light Party Zone will destroy your faith in humanity. It's easily equable to the fifth layer of hell. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there's many things wrong with that photo. And Bud Light's one of them. And the other one is the Lions. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, follow at off underscore pod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Off Season Day Sports Podcast. Man, I'm still getting over this cold. It's crazy. And uh, follow my friends. Game Day Sports Blog. Game Day Sports Podcast. Game Day Sports Talk. Whatever. Once again, it's the Off Season Day Sports Podcast. Thank you guys. I'm going to go cough now. See ya. <laughs> Don't matter what my name is, I don't care
don't hate it, no.